Are you gonna bark all day, little doggy, or are you gonna bite? Yeah, yeah. There are several sacred things in this world that you don't ever mess with. One of them happens to be another man's fries. Now you remember that, and you'll live a long and healthy life. Just us, the cameras, and those wonderful people out there in the dark. Science fiction, the wave of the future. I wonder where a guy in everyday Joe like myself could find a little action. Yeah. Welcome to Comic-Con's podcast, the geek podcast for the rest of us. Who are the rest of us? My name is Nick Stevens. I am your host, but in a way, aren't we all trying to navigate through the macroverse and joining us on this very special episode is Mr. Adam Martin from Macroverse. So, sir, thank you for joining us on this evening. Such a pleasure, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, of course. You know, I, I wanted to pick your brain about the book you want to promote tonight and but but first i can't i mean i would be remiss if i didn't get into just the macroverse in general could you tell the comic cons out there the people out there listening more about it because i you know i've read some comics on the on the digital format before but i'm not i'm not immersed i'm not initiated in that in the macroverse i'm really not right yeah no it's you know, it's funny. It's one of those things we, because both my, go back a little bit. So both my partner and I, um, my business partner and I, Evan Matthews, uh, grew up with comics. Like he literally thought he was going to grow up to be Superman when he was little. Like he would, his <laughs> mom had to pull his Superman outfit off him to go to school. Um, I learned to read on Asterix and then like fant- fran- you know, like fanatically collected uh, 2000 AD, which is what we had, you know, back oh, in nice. England, like kind of mid 80s when I was at, I was not happy at boarding school and could escape into Judge Dredd. It was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, oh, Judge Dredd. You know, um, and so what was funny was, you know, for me, I was I was not familiar with the kind of American long form monthly books that came, monthly right. comics that came out, right? I was used to the two comics to me were always 2000 AD. They were like, five or six, six page stories, things that spanned multiple lives. So that, that to me felt very natural. And then as, you know, Evan and I got back into, we, we, we had a motion comics business for a while, kind of producing motion comics. And then we were, you know, we've written a couple of scripts and I've had them optioned and that kind of stuff. And we got back into comics a few years ago because we produced the Boondocks, uh, you know, the movie, movie, the Boondock Saints. Oh my um, God. Yeah. Yeah, love so that we produced the comic series, uh, kind of bridging epi- bridging one and two of the movies, and then some other peripheral stuff, which was awesome. And that put us in touch with Twelve Gauge, who was just a fantastic, you know, Kevin Gardner over there is just fantastic, and and that kind of reintroduced us to comics. And we're like, we'd forgotten how much we loved this thing, right. and the process of getting stuff made was just kind of agonizing, you know, mm. and the, the traditional print and having to get the thing and the orders and the sure. this, it was just, you know, laborious and, and felt so, you know, if we hadn't had the backing of, if we hadn't had a kind of a known brand and the, thank God, the backing of, of Kevin and, and, and uh, 12 Gauge, 
we would never have navigated that thing successfully. Um, and so we started kind of years ago mulling around with like, hey, what do we do? What's the digital format? What could work? Like a PDF or an iPad, the comicsology thing, just as a little clunky. Then Webtoons came and that, that at least was kind of native to the iPhone, but it was that sure. perpetual scroll. And that felt like, yeah, there's some good stuff in there, but that just doesn't quite feel right. And then I think probably because of our, really because of our uh, backgrounds in, in entertainment, we wanted to find something that felt a little more cinematic and that could potentially you could expand the concept of time. You could expand dialogue in a very natural feeling way. And um, through writing our own series, Dead Town, which is up on the app now, it's kind of film noir zombie um zombie series um we really felt like oh wait if we get this tap story format so you tap on one side of the screen and it moves the story forward you tap on the other side it moves the story back but that means that you could have li literal dialogue between two people because you're no longer constrained by how much can you fit on a on a printed page so yeah, I noticed you could it's be more you know, immersive it's like more immersive yeah. than say like the comiXology apps which which i which i hey no qualms with the comiXology app at all i'm not throwing them under the bus but not at all but it's not it doesn't always lend itself well to like older books that that come out yes. on those formats so it, it's interesting so i think your 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 interface is a little bit more um immersive really and just friendly i thank you i appreciate that and that's that's very much what we were going for it was like okay you know, there's the, the digital audience is so huge. And it and again, it like you're saying, not to take away from comicsology and not to take away from the print market because the no. the joy and the beauty of the printed page and especially the kind of beautiful collectible that you can you can, you know, unwrap and enjoy and keep on your shelf and revisit. And it just that's there's still that kind of magic in in into that. And if you're you know, trying to tell stories and you want to get them out to people. Well, digital is the way to go. You eliminate them. Sorry, I keep banging my thing. Apologies. No, you're good. Uh, you're good. <laughs> um, you know, it's that access and and then making it feel accessible, making it feel natural, making make give, letting it feel really um, normal to this to this new medium, um, and being able to tell stories in a little more in a little more detail. So the you know, one of the things I love is the ability in our app to, you know, you can, if you want, you could have two of our images on the screen at the same time and you can tap and one person speaks and you tap and the next person speaks and you tap. Right. And so you can just, you can create real dialogue in a way that, that is very hard to do in a traditional way. Um, and then we showed that to some other people and they kind of liked it. Right. And then that, that kind of ballooned out from there. And, you know, now we've got kind of a, 50 odd series a thousand plus episodes on the app and we're and we're growing steadily um yeah it's a lot of material and i um i noticed initially because i was familiar with uh with the webtoons before but like you said you're kind of constrained to this the constant scrolling on the on the phone and mm. and especially for the book that we're going to talk about in, in a little bit that doesn't always lend itself to the constraints of like your your small screen on your iphone but if you have the app that actually lends itself to you know, moving around from panel to panel, it kind of almost reminds me of like when you're in, like when you watch those Robert, Robert Rodriguez movies, not even including Sin City, but just some of his movies where <laughs> there's almost like layers within the footage of like people talking and it's very comic booky, but it's also very like you're in it, you're in the world. And that's kind of what you want when you read this stuff, because the whole point of reading this stuff, at least for me, is to to get away. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, going, I'm going into another world. I'm not, Yes. you know, I'm in, yes. I'm 40 years old, but I'm still, I still have action figures on my desk and I still like to get away because there's a lot of horrible shit out there in the world. And we got it. We got to tune out sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Oh so, my God. Yes. <laughs> so, so I love it. And, um, and uh, can you talk more about like your, your partnership with uh, uh, Evan Shapiro? Because I was doing, trying to do some research on him as well. And I thought it was fascinating kind of where he came from and, and where you guys partnered yes. on this. No, absolutely. And also just going back to you, I think just, just one other thing to mention, I think is, you know, we've, we've created our app right now to be native on the phone. What we are doing is releasing an iPad version as well that'll be in the landscape format. So you'll oh, actually get, so while you have this, you know, it's a little more staccato as you're kind of panning through a scene as opposed to moving it with the landscape. We, we construct all our pages actually in the landscape format. So when that next iteration of the app comes out, you'll be able to get more of what you get from the printed page as well, but still with our little tap format. So it's, you know, with our, with our, with our tap story. So hopefully our goal is always to kind of give people however they want to read stuff, give it to them in that format, that way. So it's like, great, we've got the vertical thing and then we've got the horizontal and then we'll have the print and da 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 You know, we want to, we want to, uh, yeah, we just want to kind of really, yeah, give give people what, what if they're a fan of the series, give them an immersive experience in this thing. Um, That's great. And then, yeah, Evan. So he's, he, we met, so obviously, you know, he's got quite a track record. I mean, I was a fan of Portlandia from years ago. Um Funnily enough, he had knew one of my brothers that we discovered after my brother's a novelist as well. And and he had licensed one of my brother's books that we found out kind of randomly after the fact. Um, but he, mutual friends, introduced us. You're both doing things in media. You know, Evan has this very big kind of media cartography brand that he's built around himself where he's really right. tracking this crazy spider web of the studios and how they intersect and who owns what and where the interest really interesting, highly intelligent, highly detailed stuff. Um, so mutual friend introduced us and we, we, you know, Evan and I, we jumped on the phone. We spoke a couple of times like, yeah, this feels great. He was like, look, I love comics. I've got a couple of scripts that I own. Like I've optioned that I feel could work. Let me send them to you and see what you think. Right. Great. Okay. Send us three scripts. Um, the first couple, there was like a vampire sound thing. And then I don't even remember the second one. And then there was this series Darkland, right? Yeah. And the first two, I was like, yeah, no, it kind of went through them. It's like, yeah, there's, there's something fun, but it's just, this is not right. And then he sent me Darkland and I was the, I was doing the reading and, and the first scene in Darkland, it's these two kind of people and they're walking through this slightly weird tunnel, kind of slightly weird world. Like something's not quite right, but you're not quite sure what. And they're showing up at this dinner and people are eating and you re again, there's something not quite right about the whole thing. And then you basically pull back wide and you realize there are a bunch of demons sitting around the table, eating a live person on the table. And I mean, it, it says a lot about, about my own slightly twisted sense of humor possibly, <laughs> but I was like, Oh wait, can we swear on the podcast? Abs I'm sorry. Absolutely. Please. Oh no, absolutely. Okay. Please. Good. Good. I was like, wait, do I need to censor myself? Swear away, it. please, please. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, this is fucking great. Like I'm, I'm all in. Right. I, my wife read the, I show, I showed her the same thing. And she was like, oh God, no, 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 no. That's terrible. I was like, <laughs> yep, this is like, I love you. And this is why we, we do it good. Um, it was, I felt the same way. It's the, you know, the, the opening of the boys when the, when uh, uh, a train hits the girlfriend and it's oh, just like, man. Oh, it's man. super slow-mo and then the yeah. blood comes in oh. and the jaw come. And I feel at that point, you're either like, 
oh yeah, I'm all in. Or you're, you're either in, in or, right. That's exactly right. 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 So I felt the same way. I was like, oh, this is it. I'm in. So we got, you know, read everything, got back on the phone with him. And I was like, yeah, these other two are fine, but like Darkland, I really like. And he goes, well, I'm glad to hear that because that's a pilot that I wrote a couple of years ago. It's like, <laughs> excellent. What can we do with this? You know? <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah, because when I jumped in and I might have come in out of sequence, but my it was a similar experience because I'm reading, I'm looking at it on my phone, you know, and I'm trying to get ready for the show. And it was like the night before last or something. And I'm just going through it. And uh, my wife looks over. She goes, what are you looking at? Happen to glance down. And of course, it's the scene where the woman right before she becomes quasi possessed like you know her tits are out and then it, there's 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 fellatio and cunnilingus and it's like yeah i'm just looking at pornographic comics on you know on my phone <laughs> but it's it's but it's for the podcast it's for the podcast for the, the podcast where are, you going? where are you going yeah so it's it's um and she already knows i'm a weirdo i don't know how she stayed with me all these years but um it, it didn't it thank god they it, do it, it, it I, know, I know so but i was i was immediately sucked in because I'm very much uh, perversive in my nature too, in terms of my taste. And look, I love the traditional stuff. I love the Batman's. I love the X Men. But let's be honest. I'm also I also grew up reading X Men and noticing Rogue, Rogue and Storm and Psylocke for very certain aspects of their yeah. attributes, mm-hmm. so to speak. I'll just leave it at that. So yeah. anytime a com- another comic has that kind of same focus, I'm like, oh, all right. I'm let's see where this let's see where this goes. Let's see what happens. Oh, and there's yeah. oh, horror too. Like, oh, okay. You know, it's like eighties, nineties, everything I I that encapsulated my DNA. So yeah. so I'm in I'm in for the ride. So it's oh, it's, it's absolutely it's, wonderful. It's great. Well, thank you. It's I mean, you know, it's all really it's like credit to Evan and then Frank Alico, the writer. I mean, the artist. Like they, I was gonna ask about that. How'd you get your artist? We, you know, I think the 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 good thing about having done the Boondock Saints and having had that kind of under our belt, it really it gave us a kind of some credibility when we, you know, and we, I'm being generous here, when Eben, my partner, started reaching out to people, was just like, hey, you know, he would find someone interesting on Instagram or through this thing, or he'd we'd talk to Kevin at 12 Gauge, who would say, well, these guys are really good, you should think about this. So, you know, it was. Uh, it was kind of a, it was a kind of lucky, lucky blind reach out, to be honest. Um, and then I think, again, from Frank's perspective, he can look us up and say, okay, they're, they're legitimate. There's some jobs. There's some IMDb. Right. There's some blah, blah, blah. Like this is, you know, these guys aren't, aren't going to con me and not pay me and let me waste my time, you know? Um, and, and yeah, we just felt like he was actually, there was a, uh, an artist called Laurent Race who started doing a bunch of, really cool character designs for us initially um and did a beautiful cover as well um and then they couldn't uh they were they, they were they loved the show but didn't want to commit to the series and then frank had not been available earlier and then became available afterwards so it was just this kind of perfect kind of one yeah. thing um and so no frank is just it's been amazing and, and part of what the process was when we looked at the detail in the writing was we took an almost a more of a kind of a an animation approach to it. So it's okay, we know we're going to be coming back to these figures, these characters repeatedly. So let's build a few different bodies that we can put different clothes on. Let's put some different faces. And then obviously there's going to be specific things for specific right. shots, for specific frames, but we can actually build the majority of this series in this more kind of animated animatic style and right. then augment around it. If that makes sense. No, it does. That's really cool. And um, 
and I know I got ahead of myself just talking about the opening scenes <laughs> uh, of the books that I was jumping into, but um, or the issues that I was jumping into. But if you had to like pitch this to to brand new readers, let's say like let's say guys that no don't even because one of the things about my podcast is it's it's the it's the podcast for the the everyday nerd, right? So it's not I'm not a gatekeeper. No one's a gatekeeper. I don't. I don't look down my nose at people that are not initiated in comics. I'm not a comic aficionado all the way myself either. I'm not one of those. And I, and I got kind of tired of listening to other podcasts out there that were, that were kind of judgmental and, and very like, well, actually an issue. Boy. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> like I'm more of a, actually, I like that comic, but I thought that comic was kind of slow. So I just kind of started reading this run. And then I, I like that movie actually better than the comic, you know, and, and I don't know everything, you know? So, right. so how would you sell this to somebody Man on the street, you're walking down the street. Somebody, hey, Adam Martin, aren't you the guy that did the say the thing with the thing and the thing? How would you how would you sell Darkland in, in terms of like a a thirty second synopsis to like, hey, this is the pitch, this is what it is, you know, right. buy it. <laughs> well, like, right, exactly. Come come play. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I to me, it's very much it's Game of Thrones meets Veep set in hell. Mm-hmm. It's got <laughs> you know, it's got the it's the you know, it's the savagery, it's the uh, the the horror, the sex the incest the crazy you know crazy shit that happens in game of thrones but with this very strong black comic black blackly comedic streak through it um and that's what attracted me to it um and then it's set in this really interesting world and i think the other thing that i love that's that speaks to me is it's incredibly subversive so it Mm. takes a lot of the kind of classical you know christian peoples of the book tropes and then flips them on its head and looks right. at them from different angles and, and and you know and i i think that's I, again that appeals to me but i also think that's just a, a healthy uh, 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 uh there is a healthy cynicism i think is possibly harsh but i think it's just healthy to kind of look at look at our assumptions about some of this stuff and and play with different points of view i think is actually a really good thing so that was longer than 30 seconds. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You're good. I, I agree. I think I think that's the whole thing with comics, though, isn't it? That's why I think comics are so great. And that's why I, I always try to sell this to some of my 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 friends that you know, maybe didn't grow up reading as many comics or maybe don't understand why I'm still reading them. Is that I think <laughs> and I think and maybe I'm just be assuming this, too, but I think that's why comic fans genu- generally are they have a certain ideology or a certain viewpoint that is that lends itself to that subver- that subversiveness and in, in other words like just tr- just questioning not necessarily authority but just questioning the norm you know and 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 not always going with the flow because 60 people in the room are going one way and they're telling you to go one way like you know i mean i think even just the x-men comics with what how they touched on race and equality you know and I mean, that's just a perfect example right there. And and you could go, you could take that all the way back to Star Trek with 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 Gene Roddenberry and how those comics have lived on and carried on that same mission of uh, integratedness and people just getting along and diversity. And so, I mean, just yeah. that that's what it's all about, right? I mean, that's what it should be about it's, anyway. Yeah, it's I totally agree. It's so funny because I was literally as you were speaking, but right before you said X Men, I was going like, yeah, you go back to the sixties and the X Men comics and looking at desegregation and how that works and right. prejudice and all these things. Like, I think comics have always been a mirror to society and they've always addressed right. the kind of, you know, the, the, the political or, or social zeitgeist and in, in really interesting ways. And I think they're often, it was funny. I was talking to my dad about 
about some of the stuff we're doing the other day and you know he's 82 and but and highly intelligent and classic you know, and all great and he was like yeah you're still doing that zombie horror thing I'm like yeah but it's actually a metaphor for like class struggle and social economic yeah. divides blah, blah, blah. and he goes oh i didn't know that i was like yeah well you never asked but, <laughs> <laughs> you know it, which is totally fine i'm not expecting right. him to sit here and read my stuff um but you know it's it's good no, it's great. And then uh, I was also fortunate enough that even though my dad didn't really always get it, my mom, I mean, she showed me she showed me the movie RoboCop when I was seven years old. So, oh, my uh, God, because, because really? she wanted to watch because she wanted to watch it. And it was on VHS. So That's I'm, tell, my, I'm telling my, telling my age, but I thank her for that almost every time we, we talk. Because I'm like, I do think that's amazing, by the way. Granted, you covered my eyes for for any nudity scenes. God forbid you didn't cover my eyes when Peter Weller was getting blasted away in the 15, <laughs> first 15 <laughs> But nudity, God forbid, nudity was like, no, no, that's off the table. Yeah, no, boobs bad, but boobs uh, bad, yeah, but no. but gore and then acid corpses, toxic Avengers. That's that's totally fine. That was totally um, fine. That's very funny. I mean, I mean, this she successfully hid your eyes. I would, uh, when my kids were little, we would watch definitely stuff they should not have been watching. <laughs> I would, I would hide their eyes, but apparently, I would always do it kind of like this, so they could just kind of do this. As, Ah, okay. No, I'm yeah. scarred. Some of them. You Sorry. made the effort. You made the effort. You know. I tried. I did. I held off on Robocop. I think until they were like nine or ten. But then, <laughs> but I will say, my daughter was now twenty. Her the first movie we ever watched. She was. Uh, uh, it was uh, Lord of the Rings. It was the director's oh, wow. cut of Fellowship of the Ring. She was like three, and I'd already told her the stories and whatever. And I was just yeah. got bored of Blues Clues or whatever fucking thing we were watching. I was like. <laughs> You know, we're going to put a real movie on it, and we watched it in pieces, and I edited it. You know, I like I would skip some stuff, but it was just like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do something real. And and every she watches that movie at least three times a year with her friends. Oh, now. that's amazing! <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? Amazing when your when your kids are like getting into something that you love too. It's like this, like it's just so yeah. good. It's so well good. now with your own six year old. Are you doing that? Is he like? Is he is he into comics? Is he like stuff? Like, what's he? How is he doing with stuff? I try to plant the seeds. Uh, my only way in with him was was the Batmobile, right? So he doesn't understand superheroes. He doesn't get why the fascination. I think he kind of humors me for the most part. He's like, yeah, I, I guess. He doesn't understand mm -hmm. like what, what these people are doing running around. And um, But then he saw the Batmobile and he's like, oh, he's got a car. That makes sense. And he, like, he's into building stuff and... Today he like drew like a computer like like how he wanted to how it would look like if he drew like he's just he's he's yeah he's he's brilliant he's gonna That's... be teaching me stuff and and I'm sitting here like oh, don't you want to like watch you know Batman Brave and the Bold or something or here's a comic <laughs> and he's like no I'd rather talk about these uh, hydraulic cylinders and I'm like oh okay all okay. right well it's great that's yep. great man that's great love it love it so it's fantastic you just never know man you just never know yeah. but I remember um. And this is going to tell my age too. Do you remember a program called Liquid Television uh, where they had like Eon Flux and it came on MTV? I don't know if it, I don't know I if it don't... made it overseas or not, but. Um, hmm. That doesn't sound familiar, I'm afraid. No. Eon but Flux. It, it's very and possibly an American thing, not a British thing, you know? Well, this animation, the style was just insane. And and at one point, they even had like the comic adaptation of the Max and then they had like MTV Oddities, which was like a freak show, but the animation of it and, and, and the style of it was just so like it was just so adult and be and ahead of its time. It was in the nineties, and it kind of reminds me of like the style of this of the Darkland book. Um, and oh. it made me want it made me wonder and think. And maybe I'm asking. Maybe you maybe you can't tell mm -hmm. me if this is already gestating. Um, but is there any talks into maybe furthering this into the animation realm on the? Oh, there is okay. 
right. Oh, yeah. For okay. sure. I mean, very much. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> okay. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's, I mean, animation, like, you know, like, yeah, we very much want to take this on. We okay. feel like it's, it's a series that, you know, it's, it'll be, it's, it's so interesting because I've got, an, have you, are you into anime? Have you, have you, are you into that world much at all or not really? I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get more initiated. So I, I know Akira, I know Ninja Scroll, I know some of the classics, but I'm not like into like, I don't know. I don't know enough about One Piece or Dragon Ball Z to save my life or anything like that. Oh, so good. I'm, so it's like, yeah. My yeah. son got me into Attack on Titan. Um okay. which is uh and I was I was deeply skeptical and I mean right. I, I mean uh, uh, like I love the Miyazaki movies so like Totoro yeah. and House yeah, 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 Castle yeah. and Castle's got those were wonderful, you know. Right. But like Attack on I was just I would see little bits and I was like, ah, I don't quite get it. And finally he was like, No, Dad, you don't get it. This is amazing. Um right. and we sat down and started watching. I was like, all right. Let's watch a couple of episodes a day. It's fun. We've you know we're around each other a bunch, and uh, three episodes in, I was like, "Can we watch another one? Can we just keep going? Can we?" <laughs> it is such spectacular storytelling. Again, if you're kind of a Game of Thrones, if you're a fan of that kind of scope of storytelling, yeah, um, it is. It's. I think it could be a really good in uh, in terms of in terms of understanding anime because it is. It's absolutely stunning and it's this okay. really interesting mechanic of you're just dropped in this world you don't really understand and then it's this kind of small story about these three kids trying to survive these giants who want to eat them and then it gets a little bit bigger and they do this then it gets a bit bigger and then it suddenly gets so it just it starts the kind of macro level and then just works its way out in a just a riveting and interesting and not a kind of western sensibility in a weird way to the storytelling but to it to its positive way positive not not a, not a, not a negative at all it's just i don't know how quite how to put my finger on it but it's uh it's just spectacular and so yeah. i think to be able to do i haven't seen i guess you saw it um oh my god i'm now blanking the incredible netflix series based on the video game really oh, cool anime what's time castlevania no, um, um, adult, uh, more, much more grown-up animation. Bollocks! Oh, I'm gonna have to look this up. It, um, based on. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna. So, um, sorry. Oh, was I, it I, bastard? I'm no, I'm just gonna throw out like bastard. I know there was bastard, and um, uh, this was because there was a oh, resident, the Resident Evil. Because there was a few of them out there that they did, they did like they did a bunch, things. didn't they? But it was um... no, but I'm just slightly embarrassed now. Uh, uh, never mind. Um, but I think if we could do an animated, I haven't seen the kind of adult animated series like you get your kind of Rick and Morty's, you get your yes. really funny, crude, great, yes. smart writing. Like I'm mean, a huge fans of those shows, right? Um, and but they're very much straight comedic. I'm right. not, and this isn't quite that, but it's also adult. So it's an interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting because as we're kind of you know we're definitely looking at, um, we're definitely thinking of it for for film and TV, and we and want to take it in that direction. We're going to wait wait until we roll out more of the series, and then sure. we'll, we'll have the printed book coming. Um, there'll be another kind of digital collectible coming behind that as well, or in front of that, I should say, uh, and then. 
yeah, so we're kind of, I think we're going to kind of stack the deck, get get as much attention around it as possible, and then go from there. Um, you know, it always helps, always helps one case when pitching. If you can be like, hey, look at this, there's like a, you know, 100,000 <laughs> followers on this thing and a blah, blah, blah. Right, it, right, right. You know, it, it just allows it to, it kind of greases the greases the wheels to to you know get it up the, up that up that chain. You know? No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So if we're telling folks uh, where to get your where to get your books, should we just direct them to the Macroverse app or? I think what, yes. What? So okay. Macroverse app is great. And I think that's our native, um, you know, the tap story format. I feel like mm-hmm. that's the best experience of it at this point. It is also coming out totally for free on Webtoons. So if you search for Darkland on Webtoons, we've adjust, excuse me, we've adapted it for the perpetual scroll as well. Okay. So uh, you'll get on the app, you'll get two or three weeks in advance. And then on Webtoons, we're doing shorter episodes, but spread out over longer. Um, so you can, you can get it kind of both ways. And then obviously when the printed book comes, um, that'll, we'll figure out how, you know, we're starting to talk to, to kind of starting to talk to, is it agents? Is it publishers? Is it, is it more sure. of an independent thing? Is it, you know, how, how best to approach that? You know? Okay. That's great. Um, do you want to, do you want to promote any of your handles where people can follow you and keep, keep, keep in touch with any of your developments? Thank you. Yes. It's, uh, if you'd Macroverse HQ pretty much everywhere. So Twitter, yeah. Instagram, uh, we're up on Reddit now as well. We're doing a bunch of kind of cool animated stuff up on there that I'm playing with. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of, you know, Macroverse HQ pretty much everywhere. Um, that's awesome. Very good. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Kamikazes, thank you for, uh, thank you for doing this, Adam. I really appreciate it. This is thank a, this you is for having me, man. Such a pleasure. I wish we could. I want to continue the conversation. I feel like there's. I suspect uh, the Venn diagrams of our uh, of our interests and 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 fun fun is a uh, uh, very very closely overlapped. <laughs> well, if you if you'd like to come back on uh, one of our uh, movie reviews or next time we do a topic on any kind of uh, insane uh, comic news or, or, or movie news, then please, I, I would love to have you on if you want to. That would be fantastic. I love the Action Jackson me. one you did last week. That was oh, such you did? fun. <laughs> I was like, wait, I, I hadn't thought about that movie in 20 years. This is so cool. Well, and yeah, the we... backstory of like Carl Weathers on the set of Predator talking yeah. to Joel Silver and being like, hey, did we should <laughs> like, I had no idea about that stuff. That Isn't was that awesome. insane. I, yeah, I love I love going full ham on some of that shit, and it just it just boggles my mind how movies got made back then. I know there's probably still just as many insane stories nowadays, but I feel like there was an era in the '80s and '90s where things were just like, I had this idea. It's really just a title, but let's fucking get it made. <laughs> it's like, wait, oh, what? Oh, no, we yeah. don't even have a script. <laughs> so well, it's I funny. Just, uh... Yeah. Ah, that's great. Someday I'll tell you, you were talking about reading the app in bed with your wife and with the, with the middle of a sex scene. Um, in my day job as an assistant director, uh, uh, or well, I, I, I go to and fro between that and producing for comics. Whenever I have to, you know, you'll read a script and it says like, oh, there are strippers or there's nudity or there's whatever. I literally, the next thing I do, because I'll, I end up often having to cast those people. I will email my wife immediately and I'll be like, honey, <laughs> there's nudity in this thing. And one time I had to cast a penis double for an actor. And so and I like called like cold called a porn agent and just got inundated with dick pics. And oh, so man. and I literally I told my wife as well, I was like, <laughs> a bunch of dicks on my computer. I promise I'm not trying to tell you anything. It's just that's what it is. And sure enough, same as you, sitting in bed, like we're both kind of working, and I open my laptop up and it is just this like naked guy. Bup, 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 bup. Oh, and she's my like, God. Huh, okay. <laughs> that's great though. You gave her the forewarning though, you know, you prefaced it. 
I, it, it, I, I realized I've made that. I, I think early on, I made the mistake of just being like, yeah, there's, there's, you know, and then like, she, what, you know, just one of those stupid things where you feel like you've been caught with porn on the, like on the, on the desktop. And she's like, really? Right. You can't be, so-. I'm like, no, no, no. It's for my work. Look, <laughs> central car, it's, it's okay. I promise. Like, you know, so since then I kind of learned my lesson. That was like 20 years ago or something. I was like, right. okay, no, no, no. Yeah. That is that is awesome. That's fantastic. I, I think one day my wife might wake up and be like, "Okay, what have I done?" But until that day, I'm going to hold on for dear life and 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 hope that she sticks with it. Dear God, yes. <laughs> He's in the other room right now watching her shows while I'm in here talking about you know uh, possessions and sex and cartoon uh, nudity and you know whatever else comes to mind. Robots, tits, and lasers. That's what I like to say on the show a lot. It's just robots, tits, and lasers. Those are the three things. Love it. That- the trifectas. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, please come back if if you'll if you'll if you'll come back. I would love to have you on. Um, and it was it. A, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Likewise, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you carving out time uh, late in the Wednesday night. I really appreciate uh, it. Of course, my man. Take it easy. You too. Have a great rest of your week. All right. You too. Cheers. Bye bye. And that was Adam Martin. That was Adam Martin fucking awesome guy he's gonna have to come back on because i really enjoy talking to him about not only his comics and and his macroverse uh his uh his comic uh, app but um i would just like to pick his brain about delta city and um and maybe even gotham city fuck it so thanks for listening comic i appreciate you and remember at the end of the day it's just fiction